welcome to Meet My Mutual with Sarah and Ava. Pour some wine, light a joint, or don't, and meet my mutual. was really satisfying now i'm feeling i'm feeling she's you know, ready she's rocking and rolling how's your wine mm, it's good it's smooth. <laughs> oh you know what i watched i binge watched was the undoing i need to watch it was good okay the bad reviews are warranted like what they were mm. saying is correct like why okay. it was bad but in terms of a good binge it's a great binge Does that makes sense i yeah, I, I think I'll do that this weekend. I need to watch that. Um, but I found like accidentally a potential spoiler, I think. Because I was okay, wait, so Instagram. if you're watching, if you're watching, spoiler alert ahead for the undoing. Well, I don't know. Video. You tell me if this is a spoiler. But I saw this thing on Instagram that was like Nicole Kidman's coats hinted to the killer the whole time. Don't tell me anything more. But I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, that's I think that's just I think that's just a joke because her coats were like her coats were fire. <laughs> okay. No, it was like I would say if I had to describe it to someone, I would say it's Big Little Lies meets SVU mm. meets Gossip Girl. Wow, this sounds great. <laughs> and I only say the Gossip Girl part because it's set on the Upper East Side and they shoot at the same school that the Gossip Girl kids went to. It's so funny. Yeah. But no, it was good. I mean, listen, Nicole Kidman's not my favorite, but I can't deny like she's a good actress for like what she does. I um, think she's good. You don't like her? She's not my cuppa. I don't know. Fair, fair. I have, I don't know. I got some issues with her, but also she dated Tom Cruise. I know. Weren't they married? <laughs> oh yeah. They were like together, together. There's mm-hmm. an amazing picture of her. I have to send it to you. Like, oh my God, wait, is when she's, she's leaving the courthouse? The divorce yeah. papers. Yes, and she's, she's like, like throwing her the arms up in the air. Yeah, good for her. Okay, like, okay, right. I take it back. I don't not like Nicole Kidman, <laughs> but like, I don't know. She's fine. I get it. I guess I just, I would like to see some more diverse people cast than seeing mm-hmm. her on my screen every year. Fair. That's very fair. <laughs> um, but she does what she does well. But you have to watch that movie, Honey, Honey Boy, that Shia yes. LaBeouf wrote and starred in about his childhood working on Even Stevens, and the boy in that movie is the boy in The Undoing. Wait, it's a documentary? No, but he wrote a movie, like a screenplay, about his life. So, like, oh. he had some fucked up shit happen to in his childhood. Really? And he ended up, if, like, you remember, there was a period of time where he was, like, getting a bunch of DUIs and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, getting in trouble with the law and stuff. So they write that into the movie that he goes to therapy. Because in real life, he goes to therapy. Good and he him. writes this screenplay while in therapy about his life. Does that make sense? Like, actually? Did he actually? Yeah, exactly. And that's in the screenplay that he writes in therapy in real life. Oh, my is God. Honey, is Honey Boy. Wow. So it all, like, connect, like it's, it's a mixture of flashbacks and present. Okay. And, like, him addressing his demons and also, like, you seeing what the demons are. Huh. Shia. It's so good. I watched it, like, three times. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to watch that. I like but anyways, it. the boy who plays young Shia is the boy in The Undoing. Interesting. Yes. So check that shit out because it's really good. Yeah. No, I'll watch both of those. Those sound good. I've been watching a lot of shitty Christmas movies. It's good Yeah, stuff. you have I been. watched the Princess Switch sequel. <laughs> I couldn't get through it. It got bad. It was I was bad. like, this is, this is even worse. than This is like not good bad TV. This is like bad bad TV. No, they threw in a third lookalike. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Oh my gosh, it was just Selena, or not Selena, wow, it was Vanessa Hudgens in drag, mm-hmm. which is cool, Literally. and it's, it's a cool concept, like, in itself, but, no. It didn't work. I'll, I stopped watching when she got kidnapped. You're like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, those two, yeah, was... the two um, supporting actors really bugged me. The entourage of the third one, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were obnoxious. I mean, too, it like, was not a good movie, but I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, um, I liked Holiday. I did too. That was really cute. But I hated, liked that. I hated Happiest Season. I didn't hate Happiest Season, but I totally understand why people do. I thought it was fine, but it wasn't like 
good. It's just like, I can't imagine bringing my, I mean, I'm not gay, but I can't imagine bringing my partner or anyone to my house and then moments before we walk in say, okay, you're going back in the closet. Yep. I can't imagine like somebody doing that and being okay with that. Like I, I would just go home if I was in the car and they were like, oh, by the way, I'm not out to my family. I'd be like, okay, I'm not coming home with you. By the way, we're not dating anymore. Um, Bye. (laughs) Literally. But I just want to know, like, why did Kristen Stewart do this movie? No idea. If there was a plot twist that she ended up with Aubrey Aubrey Plaza's character, it would have been amazing. It would have been like, oh, my God, like, this was hilarious. But yes, I agree. They they really did not go that route. Aubrey Plaza and the guy from Schitt's Creek were like, they carried that movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Dan Levy, yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, it was weird. But I did get a kick out of her outfits like attempting to dress like a straight person <laughs> yeah, but like did not... you see the tweet that was like what year was this movie supposed to be set in like the fashion was so bland i was, was like that's so, so true it's like 2012 kind of like fashion yes, one of the like. worst years for Truly. fashion <laughs> we both just shuddered i know i was just like was remembering what i was wearing in <laughs> senior year of high school and i that's not a place i want to go back to my mom threw away my school pictures from when I was like 12, 13, because. Because you told her to or because she wanted to? No, 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 she did because I thought I could pluck my own eyebrows, which I do now every day, but I like destroyed my left eyebrow. (gasps) It was terrible. And so for months I had like barely an eyebrow because it was just thinned to the core. And apparently she told me last year she didn't know what I did and she thought something was wrong with me and she asked the doctor about it like what causes hair thinning (laughs) it was just my stupidity so my sixth grade photo or whatever year that was I have like a singular eyebrow and they're terrible and did you ask her to throw it away nope (laughs) and so she threw those away on her own it was like these are not good (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) I'm sure I can find one somewhere you don't want to see them they're bad Listen, I was hairy, okay? I didn't – couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> I just – I'm shocked that she threw them away. <laughs> I think there's, like, one left. But, yeah, they're definitely oh my God. That's so funny. I do have pictures, like, missing school, school photos. I'm like, where did these go? Like, I remember taking this photo, but why have I never seen it since? Right. Maybe my mom threw it away. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe. Everybody has at least a couple, like, terrible years. Um, For the youth listening, 13 to, I don't know. I feel like I'm still going through it. I can't tell you. (laughs) Just be you. And on that note. (laughs) Now it's time to meet my mutual. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hi. Hey. Welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. We're good. Um, so I guess we're just going to jump right into it. Um, so if you want to start out with introducing yourself, like who you are, where you're from, what do you do, and where oh. are you based now? Okay, <laughs> yeah. So um, my name is Ashley User. Um, I'm based in Los Angeles currently. Uh, I've been here about for, for about two years. I'm originally from the Washington, D.C. area, and I'm a writer. Uh, I'm a social media strategist. I'm honestly always doing kind of a million things. Um, (laughs) But anything with writing and kind of in the sex and dating space, I've probably touched it at some point. Yeah. So you write for Galore and Vice and a bunch of other publications, right? Yeah, so I am currently freelance, so I kind of write for a few different spots. Um, I used to be full-time at Galore for about three years, um, but since then, I've been freelance, so I write for different spots. Can you tell us a little bit about like your journey with social media and what your first platform was and how you sort of grew as this online persona, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm not sure how old you guys are, but I don't know if you guys remember Zanga. Did you guys yes. ever use that? Yes. Okay, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Okay, cool. Um, so that was my first social media platform, actually. I feel like some people skipped that and went to MySpace, but I oh my remember God. Zanga. <laughs> um, 
So that was my first social platform. Obviously, I moved to MySpace, I moved to Facebook, moved to Instagram. Um, I remember I didn't want to get an Instagram for a very long time. And then at some point, like my high school boyfriend was like, you just need to get on it, like whatever. So I made one. And then he showed me that people were doing that hashtag OOTD thing, like mm-hmm. the outfit yes. of the day. And he's like, I feel like you would like this. And I was like, light bulb like effect so then literally like for the first like I don't even know a very long time like multiple years on Instagram I only posted outfit pics and it was just like a selfie in the mirror with mm-hmm. like the OOTD like I never posted pictures of like me with friends or like anything else um so that's kind of how I started social media and I think I've always kind of loved social media because like I've always been able to express myself a little bit better behind a keyboard I think um which is probably yeah so that's probably why I'm a writer and I'm also like kind of shy even though nobody like ever thinks that when they talk (laughs) I would I would never (laughs) ever guess that (laughs) yeah I mean it depends on the situation but like definitely in groups I can be kind of shy or like if Mm -hmm. I just feel like people aren't receiving my energy you know oh yeah 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 I totally understand that so how did you start writing um from social media I guess or what is your writing journey (laughs) Okay, so me writing is actually an accident. Um, I feel like people are always like, oh, did you go to journalism school or like whatever? No. Um, I studied fashion. Um, I was interning in the footwear design department at Michael Kors in New York. And yeah, fun times. Um, And Galore, who was like a magazine that I had found at some coffee shop once and thought was really cool. I saw on Twitter they were hiring interns and I had two free days a week. Um, so I was, I just applied and I was like, Hey, I can do two days a week. Cause I'm three days a week at my other unpaid internship. Right. Um, so they were like, yeah, like whatever. So I got this job and they're like, tell us what department you want to work in. And I was like styling, I guess. Cause like I work in fashion, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, and then like, I guess I think a little before I kind of realized they wanted me to write, but like, I just didn't really know what was happening. So I go in the office on my first day to some like studio apartment in Bushwick with oh, nothing basically. That's where I met you. Is that that, <laughs> that yeah. place? Yeah. No, no, oh, no. God. There was an older office girl. Oh. It was like an apartment. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, And they're like, oh, you didn't bring your laptop? And I was like, no, like, isn't this like an office? And oh, they're like, God. oh, just come back tomorrow, like with your laptop girl. And I was like, okay. You're whatever. like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, bye. I'm an idiot. I'm going to get fired. Like whatever. But like they should have so, told you. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was just, everything's a shit show. Interesting. Something, something I've learned is every company's kind of a shit show. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, so they wanted me to write, basically, and they're like, yeah, just come up with some ideas, like, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, like, I've always liked writing, like, in school, but I never thought of it really, like, for fun. Um, so I started writing for them. I, like, naturally, I guess, always kind of like talking about sex and dating and stuff. And, like, at the time, I was, like, 23 living in New York for the first time on dating apps, mm-hmm. like, so it was kind of relevant to me. Um, and the stuff I was writing started doing well for them. So they were like, hey, like, when you go back to school, because, like, I was just doing, like, a six-month internship, they're like, can we pay you to keep writing for us? Um, so that's how it started, basically. That's so awesome. So that and how old were you? You were in college, uh, so you were, like, 20? Yeah, I was, like, 21 or 22, Wow, that's impressive. Yes. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, they gave me the freedom to do what I wanted, which was cool. Like, I think one of the things I wrote that, like, did well for them was, like, why you should get on top more. I'm, like, this, like, 21-year-old, like, (laughs) acting like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know. You're, like, here, mom and dad, look at my new (laughs) new dog. I know, I know. They were, like, we're just not going to look at it. I was, like, perfect. Thank you, thank you. So, okay, if you could, like, go back to your 21-year-old self starting this writing career that you didn't even think was going to be your career is there anything you wish you knew something you'd tell yourself um I think I mean first off I think things are very different now and I was obviously like very lucky to be in the position I was in um I guess like something I would say is I think a lot of writers think they have to work for free um Mm. to like make it which obviously I did too like I was an unpaid intern and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door there Um, But I think like looking back, it took me a long time to start my personal blog because I was writing like two or three articles a day for them for like $15 an article or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think maybe I wished I started my own thing sooner because if I'm going to be doing unpaid work, I might as well be like building my own thing. Um, So I think like that's like a lot of writers come to me like asking how to get into it and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I didn't do this. So it's weird for me to tell you to do this, but like start your blog, do your writing there because even if, 
you don't get a job somewhere or like whatever, at least like you can do something with what you've already built instead of just doing unpaid labor for someone else that like may or may not get you a job. And also I think just the, um, it's so different now. Like you, it's, it's expected now to pay your interns. Like you will get backlash if like, I've worked so many and I'm so thankful that like the younger generation doesn't have to go through that. Or at least I hope they don't have to. It's, such bullshit I was working like a nighttime job while I had those two unpaid internships and I actually have two interns now and I pay both of them $15 an hour because I'm like I saw I saw you were posting about that the other day (laughs) yeah I'm like and it's so like I feel like some people like even when I got my first job at Galore I remember like the person hiring me no shade to her because like she's my friend but still (laughs) I remember when I was negotiating for my salary she's like well like my first job in journalism I got paid like 28k and I was like okay just because you got paid badly doesn't mean like I should get paid badly or the mm-hmm. people in the future should get paid badly. Like we don't oh, all yeah. have to suffer exactly. together. I was just going to say, I interned in PR fashion mm-hmm. at like multiple places. And it's like very much the culture of, well, I went through this. So you have to go through this. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like a, they think of it as like a rite of passage. And I'm just yeah. like, no, it's not. I, I need money. Yeah, <laughs> I've been told no. that so many times by people in their like forties. And it's like, okay, but that was a very different time. Cost of living is very expensive. Like, yeah. I need- okay. <laughs> Especially I mean, in New York. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it just perpetuates the cycle of privilege, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I was obviously, like, I'll recognize my own privilege. I was able to live in New York because my parents were paying my rent and my intern, exactly. my intern apartment. Like, not everybody can do that. Right. Totally. Exactly. Um, so, also, what's your favorite topic to cover? Um, definitely sex and dating <laughs> and anything in that world. That's, like, definitely, like, if it was always my choice, that's pretty much what I would always write about. Uh, yeah. So you have written some recent articles about sex, like uh, called How to Sex, What Men Should Know About Dating Independent Women, Dating App Tips, um, how you kind of said that that sort of fell into your lap, I guess. Um, But what was that like? Like, how did you get started writing about what were traditionally kind of taboo topics? Like, have you always been that open about sex or did you just sort of find yourself getting comfortable through writing? Um. I, first off, I definitely got comfortable through writing in some way. Um, I think I've definitely always been interested in sex and like taboo topics. Like I would always read about it and like the psychology of relationships and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when I was younger, like I didn't always feel like I had someone to talk to about it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is probably why when I was younger, I had more guy friends because I feel like guys like like talking about sex, whereas like I feel like my me- my early memories of talking to girls about sex as a teenager is them being like, we heard you gave your boyfriend a blowjob. Like, why <gasps> did you do that? Right, and it's like, like shameful. It's like, yeah, it's like shameful. So like, it wasn't fun. Um, oh, that's so awful. So, yeah. So, and I feel like, honestly, like, not to shade anyone and not that I'm always great with my relationships, but I feel like, especially at the time in college, I dealt with so many girls like that I was friends with or in my sorority or whatever that were like dealing with these guys so poorly. I'm like, why are Mm -hmm. you putting up with this shit? Why are you treating sex? Like it's like a reward for a guy instead of enjoying yourself. Like there were so many things that I'm like, this is like really disappointing and not that I'm some expert, but like, I want to like try to. You're like, let me help you. (laughs) Yeah. Let me help you. And same with guys. Like actually, especially at the time, like a lot of my readers were guys and they were like, oh, wow. Like, like I wrote something about like how to eat pussy and stuff. (laughs) Like, and it's something that like, I think sex in general, it just isn't something people always feel comfortable talking about. So they Google stuff. Right. Um, so and then there you are. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I feel like I kind of like went around in circles with the question. No, you're um, good. You're good. Pretty yeah, much I answered it. I was just okay. was whatever. Like, was it weird at the beginning to kind of talk about that stuff? Yeah, it definitely was. And I think at the beginning, like, I think it helped that I had no experience because then I was kind of just like, okay, like, I'm just going to talk That's like fine. I'm talking to my friends. But yeah, it was, it was also weird because like people I dated would read it. And at the mm. time I was dating. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did your exes like reach out to you and be like, hey, like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I remember like I was dating a lot at the time like on apps and stuff so people would be like oh what do you do and I would like tell them they'd be like, oh can I read your stuff and I'd be like uh like yeah I, oh, and at right. the time I thought it was really cool so I was like yeah like read my stuff yeah and they'd be like oh so like you like sex and I'd be like okay like not with you like oh yeah on. I mean it's still kind of <laughs> it's honestly still kind of like that guys are just like oh you're cool that talking about sex like so that means like you're probably down to have sex and I'm like no 
No, it doesn't mean oh anything. God. That's so funny. It means I'm a good writer. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so you do online date. Are you online dating now? Um, okay, so actually, uh, I'm coming up on a month of a no dating detox. Okay. Ooh. What inspired that? My friend, the guy my friend was seeing, like, ended things with her when I was kind of having a tough day work-wise. Um, and I mean, dating just has been exhausting for me for a while now, like, because work was really busy and it's like, I don't feel like texting and just like pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. And online dating, especially it's like, you're having all these like kind of small talk conversations with guys where anyway, so yeah. So we decided together to kind of take a break from it. Um, TBD, if I'm going to continue taking a break from it or not, but like dating apps in general, I, like I said, like in New York, I was using them like when I was like in college, like intensely, but I feel like I go through periods of using them a lot, but they've never actually worked for me. Like I go on a lot of first dates, like insane amounts of first dates, but like nothing ever sticks. But like, uh, I have like my ex, I actually met on Twitter and like, I definitely, yeah. Um, and I've definitely like gone out with guys I've met on Instagram and stuff. So like, I definitely meet date, meet guys that I, from through online but like mm-hmm. dating apps I feel like feels so like it's exhausting purposeful. it's so exhausting it's yeah. like I mean Sarah Sarah's in a relationship right now so Sarah's been okay. out of the game for a while lucky <laughs> you can't no, really. here. No, but Sarah you met not to blow your spot up but you met your boyfriend on yeah him. we met on tinder yeah oh my God, years wow. ago. so early days of tinder when you didn't okay. have to pay and there wasn't super likes and whatever the fuck it is now but yeah yeah it, I mean it's kind of funny, too, because we met, like, I mean, maybe he was, but I was not trying to, like, be with somebody. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I'm just yeah. dating, and then it happens. And I feel like right. that's kind of how it goes. And But the in-between just really sucks because you just have to do that over and over again with people, and you don't know if it's going to stick, like you said. I have a question for you, Sarah. So was he, like, the first guy you went out with from Tinder? No. Okay. Oh, I thought he was. He was. Oh, no. <laughs> Girl, oh, okay. was story. <laughs> No, he was oh, wait, not. Wait, wait, sidebar. Sidebar, Sarah lied to me when we first met. She told me that she met her boyfriend at a I party. I lied to a lot of people. I think my parents still a think party called party. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot more or a lot less weird now, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. But no. yeah, I was embarrassed. Yeah, um, my my ex, uh, the one I met on Twitter, when we were at dinner with his parents, like I met them for the first time, I think he's like, wait, how did you guys meet again? And my ex goes, yeah, Ashley posted a thirst trap on Twitter. And I was like, and they're like, they're like, can we see it? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, Why is this conversation happening right now? Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. Wait, so Sarah, how did you guys hook up, or how did you get together? Rather? <laughs> well, tell me about your first need- kiss. Oh my god. <laughs> so we like connected, I guess, because we both had matched when I was in Boston for college, and he went to a school really close by, and then we like maybe talked a couple of times. And then when I was back home for the summer in Vermont, I said that he was like still near me. So we realized that we were both went to school in Boston and then both were from the same place. So he gave me his number, I think. And I just never texted him until like a month later. And then it <laughs> happened to be his birthday, which was so weird. And uh, we just decided to get that dinner. Is weird. Like, I know. Wait, you got dinner on his birthday? No, no. But like oh. I texted him on his birthday. <laughs> no, we got dinner oh. a little bit after that. And then I don't know, we went on a date and another date and then went back to school and like decided to date date I will say though like with other guys that I met I it was more deliberately like just a casual thing but with him I kind of was like oh I want to take this slow because I kind of like you and I had just gotten out of a breakup so it was scary and so I don't know if that made a difference um I I'm not trying to shame anybody for jumping right into it because like you do you but maybe I don't know it was just kind of random and it worked. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. I have no advice. <laughs> I have no advice. <laughs> like, I, there's no rhyme or reason to relationships. It's, like, literally right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm still waiting. I'm still swiping. Same, girl. Same. I'm like, where's my quarantine boo? I'm available. Like, we're not allowed to leave the house. I know. Into I know. I was like, joking. I was like, I just want to – is there someone in my building? Is there a single guy in my building that, like, is also not going anywhere that we can just hang out together? Right? Is that asking too much? Yeah. Get some binoculars. Scope out the windows. <laughs> 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 so, Ashley, how would you, like, encourage other people who maybe aren't 
so comfortable. Like you said, you had friends who felt weird talking about sex or were even a little bit shameful. Like how would you encourage them, specifically women, to open up and like to be more comfortable with something that's very normal and part of most people's lives? Yeah, again, like just to like if qualify. they want to. Yeah. yeah if you want to. You don't have to be like posting horny thirst traps or no. like, <laughs> horny tweets on me like I do. Um but yeah, it's definitely important to be comfortable sexually, especially because in your own relationships, that's how you have better sex. Right. Um so like my I guess my first advice would just be to spend time sexually with yourself. And I know like a lot of people say just like masturbating, which I do concur with but like not just masturbating I think also like even just like exploring the internet and like checking out different porn checking out different stories like there's this um site called Beleza I don't know if you guys have heard oh, I've of been it. on that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so like they have really good like resources and like stuff to check out because like I think a lot of people especially women don't even know what they're really into they just kind of like absorb what their partner's into um, or they go off of like tv shows and movies and like things yeah realistic so I- yeah, so I think just, like, exploring, like, actually going back to Zanga, I feel like I had, like, this weird sexual awakening on Zanga, because I found this, like, I found, like, some Zanga page where they were posting, like, erotic stories, basically, like, the kind of stuff they would have on, like, Beleza or, like, Literotica mm-hmm. or whatever, and I would always read that shit, and it was, about, it was about, like, power play dynamics, which, like, I used to be kind of into, like, like, uh, BDSM, like, a little hey. bit more, I'm a little <laughs> less into it now, but, like, yeah, so I think, like, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't, like, yeah. stumble upon that. And I think mm-hmm. some people, like, wouldn't be open to stumbling upon it. They'd be like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, bye. Yeah, or, like, um, I'm going to get a virus. Or, like. <laughs> yeah, so I think that. And also, like, hopefully, like, if you have some, like, non-judgmental girlfriends. Um, like, I actually, literally yesterday, my girlfriend, we were talking about, like, sex toys or something. And she's like, yeah, like, I don't have a vibrator. I was like, girl, I have one for you, like, right here. Um, so, like, I've given so all nice my friends sex. I get a lot sent to me and like I don't need that many. So yeah. right. Um so, so I've given a lot of my friends their first sex toys. Um Sarah and, and I got I our also- first vibrator together. We <laughs> That's did. Exciting. That's yeah, so cute. We, we, I think it was like a little like I don't want to go and do this by myself. It is a weird thing. Yeah. And like I didn't I was living at home at the time. Like I didn't want to order it to my house, like with my right. parents. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah, no, even for me, I feel like every time I bought a sex toy, it was, like, kind of either with a guy or had a, having a guy in mind. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm buying this for me and my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it still took a long time for me to be like, oh, like, I'm just buying this for myself. I was just going to totally agree with what you said about, like, kind of branching out and finding, you know, just different ways to think about sex. Maybe not necessarily porn, like, other ways. Because mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate of taking nudes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Or even just wearing some sexy lingerie. Like, do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. I feel like I remember, like, Cosmo used to have a, like, erotica section when I was, oh like, gosh. you know, in high school. And that was, like, cool for me because it wasn't as gross as porn when I was a teen, you yeah. know? It felt, like, lighter. And for some girls, yeah, you just kind of have to ease your way into that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I honestly still don't really like porn. I'm like, whatever. It's just, like, not my thing. I'm very picky with my porn. Me too. That Belessa site is pretty good because a lot of it's yeah. like created with women in mind, which is cool. Well, we did talk to or we did like an Instagram poll and ask some of our listeners for questions. So if you're cool, we're going to kind of run through a couple of those. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to. So the first one is, how do you talk to a partner about what y'all like in bed? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I did write an article about this. So maybe I'll like send this to you guys oh, after yeah. in case you want to like share that too. Because yeah, totally. yeah, I think that's in, like even – I struggle with this. I think everyone struggles with it. Um, so, I mean, like, there's so much that goes into it. But, like, first off, like, I feel like, especially for, like, our age group, it's okay to have this conversation over text. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, some, like, sure. sit down, like, whatever thing. Like, I think a lot more people are comfortable over text. So, like, that's the first thing. Um, definitely don't do it while you're having sex because, <laughs> like, I mean, I do that sometimes. But, like, I'm, uh, like, I'm comfortable and, like, it's different. But, like... If you, like, have always been having vanilla sex with your partner, like, in the middle of sex, you're like, hey, can you, like, slap me in the face? This is boring. Hey, like, my boner's gone now, you psycho. Just kidding. Yep. 
Um, so I like I think some of the best best times to have this conversation, or it doesn't even need to be a conversation, just to say something, yeah. is like if you guys are sexting, or like you know sometimes if you hook up with someone the next day, you're like, oh, like last night was so hot, like when you did this, whatever. Um, so I feel like those are like two good times to say it. Like if I was like trying to get my partner to like play with my butthole or something I would be like hey like oh my god last night was so hot like I loved the way you were like fucking me from behind like I feel like it would be really sexy if you like put a finger in my asshole too <laughs> like why did I use this as an example yeah. <laughs> it's like a normal one kind yeah, of no it is put it out there yeah so like I feel like something like that because it's just kind of like lightly suggesting it and like also complimenting them at the same time right and if they're like if they're like, oh, like, yeah, that sounds hot, but like, to be honest, like, that's no, weird. Like, then it's not okay my thing. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can always say no. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's also something like I think you have to respect your right. partner what they want to do too. Cause I think for a long time I was like, okay, this is what I'm into. Like, my boyfriend better like learn how to do it right. But it's like, okay, if a guy ever did that to me, I would be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, so and they're like, hey, if you don't pee on me, we're breaking up. And I'm like, okay, like, what? Lots of pressure. <laughs> okay, we're, we're breaking up. <laughs> Goodbye. So I think just like being respectful and also like, sorry, the last thing is like maybe being like exploring why you like what you like because I think sometimes you're it's happened to me before sometimes your partners might be like okay you're into that like I'm not really into that but like why are you into that right and then sometimes you're like uh, and then you like, might find something know. else that you're into mutually because of those reasons you know yeah, yeah. that's a good mm-hmm. point that's a really good point yeah I guess similar to that, somebody else also asked, how do you tell someone that is gentle that you want to be treated like a hoe in a nice way? (laughs) Okay, we've all been there, girl, for sure. Um, Yeah, kind of similar to like the above, like what I like said previously, like you can use like kind of similar things. Um, I think for this one, like porn could kind of be handy. Yeah. I've definitely done this before where like maybe find like a porn video that kind of shows how you want to be treated. Um, especially because I think, especially if you're female and you hook up with guys, if you say like, Oh, like I want you to fuck me hard. They're like, Oh, okay. And it's like, not like that. Yeah. Mm. I don't want you to like, like actually like, really, yeah. yeah. Not like a like, jackhammer miscon- situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I think they kind of misconstrue it a lot, mm-hmm. especially like, guys in their twenties. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe like finding, probably on like Belleza or some kind of site like that, where they kind of focus on women, mm-hmm. um, finding like a, like a more like rougher or like kinkier, like porn video and like maybe watching it with them and being like, Hey, like, like seeing how they think of it. If they're like, Oh my God, I would like never touch you like that. Cause I feel like guys do that too. Especially if it's like your boyfriend, they may be like, Oh, I could never like mm-hmm. put my hands on you. And it's like, okay. Like, but I'm asking so, you to <laughs> get over that. Yeah, so then I think it's okay to be like, oh, like, I know, like, you think that is disrespectful or whatever, but, like, I actually, like, would think it would be really sexy, yeah. like, whatever. And obviously, like, if you're in a good relationship, like, they'll probably try it. Because I think, like, not to go on a tangent, but I feel like it's kind of a Madonna whore complex thing where some guys, like, like, if it's a random girl from the bar, they'll fuck them hard. But then they're like, oh, you're, like, wifey type. Oh, my I'm God. Like, you're so right. To you. That's so true. It's so annoying. Oh like God. that episode of Sex and City. <laughs> Isn't there a whole plot about yeah. that with Charlotte? Yeah. Husband, there is. Like, will not. Yeah. Oh, true. So true. We've all been there. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, our next question was, how do you spice up your sex life after dating for a long time? Okay. Um, I've also been here. Um, and like, it's definitely, yeah, it definitely is hard. Um, I think like, I'm probably not going to say anything groundbreaking because I feel like this is a pretty common question. Um, but I think like, again, like taking time to discover like you and your partner's kinks, like, and I think actually for guys, some guys like really know what they like and they're on it. But I think some guys, especially once they're into more like taboo stuff, kind of don't really tap into that. So I think, like, taking some time with your partner to kind of, like, tap into stuff like, oh, you've always wanted to try this, but it's something a little weird, so you haven't, like, done it with random people. Like, that kind of stuff is fun. Um, Obviously, like, if either of you are bisexual or into having another partner, that could be fun. Not during COVID, obviously. (laughs) And, like, this isn't a sex tip, but, like, it's definitely a helpful tip. If, like, especially during right now, if you and your partner are, like, quarantined together, spending every second together, working, like, side by side at the desk – you might notice that your sexual desires go down. And like, so sometimes like spending time apart from your partner or even seeing your partner interact with other people that like you're not related 
to in any way, like kind of re-sparks that sexual desire. That's Um, That's an interesting point. Yeah. So like distance doesn't make the heart grow fonder maybe, but like it probably makes your genitals a little more aroused. Yeah, I was about to say it makes your pussy wetter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like trying to say it in like a uh, technical way but yes that's what I was thinking <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> um we also had another question kind of related um that said why can't I orgasm with my partner but I can on my own it's been a long time am I the only one okay you're definitely not the only one I know so many girls this is the case with um there's a lot of things that could be it might just be that you're not totally comfortable with your partner I think like as women a lot of us kind of like are self-conscious like what we look like or like trying to please our partner and stuff. Um, But one tip that has helped me immensely in my sex life, which I think is underutilized, is I play with my own clit during sex. Oh, yeah. Wait, do people not do that? People don't do that. Like, I've said it to people, and they think I'm crazy. I think they think that they'll be insulting the guy. Oh, okay. Like, you're not doing your job good enough, like, let me get in there. Right, but if you're with, like, a part, like, somebody you trust and somebody you've been with a while, you would hope that they would want you to be happy and be pleased and like their ego theoretically leave that at the door theoretically <laughs> a guy's ego i mean i've had times where i've moved a guy's hand to the right spot and they're yeah. like are you like correcting me i'm like yeah yeah, <laughs> like, my body. <laughs> yeah like i'm trying to help you yeah. um oh interesting but yeah like i know it does make me sad too but i feel like i've had conversations with people where they're like oh like really i'm like I've been doing that since I was, like, fucking, like, 18. That's right. why I always come yeah. during sex. <laughs> like, no offense, guys. Like, I love my male partners, but, like, at the end of the day. Plus, it's like, just... you're making it easier for them, too, so. Yeah, yeah it's more fun. It's less stressful. Because, I mean, it's obviously uncomfortable when a guy's really trying to make you come and he's not. Right. Well, so how do you feel about, like, masturbating with your partner? Um, you like, help? separately? Yeah, like, separately. Yeah, I mean – Honestly, I think that's, like, more, uh, like, if you're someone who's a little reserved, I think that's more, like, vulnerable than having mm-hmm. sex with someone in a weird way. Yeah. Um, like, even I feel that way, and I'm obviously not very shy. <laughs> I definitely have a few friends that we've talked about this, and they're pretty uncomfortable with that idea, which fascinated me because I don't feel that way. But, yeah, I think it could be a little bit more yeah. scary and, like, less intimate yeah. even. I was just thinking yeah. that, like, it could show you or, like, show your partner, like, it's not you or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think, like, unfortunately, like, coming back to guys being self-conscious, like, I know some guys are a little, like, intimidated by toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think that maybe is, like, a hesitation for some girls. They don't want to, like, be like, hey, I need this, like, Hitachi. You're never going to be <laughs> Hitachi, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. But honestly, like back to what I was saying before, it might not even be a physical thing. It might be a mental thing. I don't know. Like, we're such fucking complicated creatures sometimes when I come mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Very true. Um. So, as you were saying, like, you're clearly very open with talking about all this stuff. Have you, as your following has grown and as you've, like, just put yourself out there on the internet, like, do you get a lot of backlash from that? Um. Yeah, actually, like, I've been lucky that I haven't had too much backlash. Um, it probably gets in the way of my dating life. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. But that's like my own doing, I guess. <laughs> um, when I first started writing, or like, in the first few years, I was at Galore, I was very much on the like, oh, like, all men are fuckboys kind of like, beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when I was doing that, I did get like some hate from like dudes being like, oh, like you obviously got fucked over from some guy and now like you hate men, like blah, Or they'll blah, be blah. like, you have daddy issues, like. Yeah. Okay. No, actually I have gotten that, but not even from my writing so much as like me telling a story and some guy will be like, oh, you have daddy issues. I'm like, no, I don't. I didn't ask. Every girl has daddy <laughs> issues, whatever. Right. I was about to say like, and if I did, like, that's not something to be ashamed of. Like, yeah. that sounds like, that sounds like a man problem. <laughs> Right. I mean, so many guys have mommy issues too, but, um, yeah, so I haven't gotten too much hate. I mean, like people like in my life are like, you really had to post this, like whatever, but I mean, nothing like crazy. I don't think I could handle that. I'm pretty sensitive with that stuff. (laughs) You do though, even talking with you and like in your writing, you do a really good job of mixing humor with like the facts and getting your point across and like providing insight. So what would you hope that your readers take away from your writing? 
Uh, first off, thank you. Um, <laughs> and second off, I think like the main like umbrella thing is that like we're all kind of dealing with these same like things and questions and problems like related to our sex lives, like no matter how, how weird they are. Um, mm-hmm. And we all have questions about it that there isn't really like a straight answer to. Um, and also like I kind of mentioned this before, but like women specifically, like you deserve to have a satisfying sex life. Um, and men do too, but like, I think more men already are kind of satisfied Mm -hmm. in their sex lives. And and, and then some. (laughs) Yeah. So I just like, I wish women would like learn. And again, just like, this is a huge generalization, but I wish some women would learn to enjoy sex instead of like viewing it as like a bargaining chip or like something that's taken away from you or whatever. Like, I think just learn to have fun with it. And that doesn't mean having sex all the time. That doesn't mean like having casual sex or whatever. It just means like when you are having sex, it's something you enjoy and something you want to do and whatever. So what kind of going off of that, what do you, what, or sorry, what is your stance on just like the concept of virginity in general? Oh, that's an interesting question. Interesting. Um, You're talking about like using sex as a bargaining thing or like something to give away. Yeah. I mean, I think like anything, even like a first kiss or like a first date or whatever, your virginity is something that is going to like be kind of quote unquote important or it's going to be like for some people, not for everybody. It's going to be like a defining moment because it's the first time you're having sex and it's a very intimate act and it might hurt or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of like it being something of value for a woman. I mean, I'm not religious, so, like, it's never something I've even, like, thought of as that. Right, really. same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I mean, when I was, like, a teenager, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna have sex with, like, a boyfriend that I love, but, like, other than that, it wasn't, like, really See, it's interesting because I was the complete opposite. I was more, like, okay, I'm turning, like, I'm going to college, like, I haven't had sex yet. I want to make sure I have, I, like, lose, mm. quote-unquote, lose my virginity. Yes. So that I'm ready to have the real sex or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually Which, how my older sister was. I it was remember. a bad plan, but it <laughs> got <laughs> but, the like, job who done. Cares? Like, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sex just gets better every year, I feel like. So, listen, That's if true. there's anything I learned from Grace and Frankie, it's that okay. it goes on. <laughs> it gets better. So, what kind of like, what are some types of challenges that you? Find that you do face in your field that some people might not realize or what would be your advice to people facing similar obstacles so you said you don't really get like hate or anything like that from uh readers or outside viewers but what are some challenges that you deal with on the day-to-day um I think again like my dating life probably suffers um like actually I was interviewing forget who it was but I think it was a sex therapist because I was interested in going in that field for a while um and she was like you know you have to be aware that like your dating life like is not ever gonna like recover from this like she's like everybody is gonna think that like oh either you're trying to have sex right away or like you know what I mean just like the same same assumptions people make about me but on like a way greater scale yeah um so do you have like if that were me I feel like I would have like a spiel or like a little like this is when people start dating me I'd be like okay so this is what I do this is what that means like are you kind of used to it by now and you kind of know what to tell people it's like been easier in recent years because now it's actually not what I do full time so like if I'm on a dating app and someone's like hey like what do you do like I mean last year at this time I was working at a beauty brand doing social so, like, I could just be, like, oh, like, I'm doing social media. Even though it's, like, <laughs> Don't worry about boring, it. it's just, like, easier until you really get to know them. I mean, it's also, like, something – like, I think it's also – besides guys just thinking you're going to have sex with them right away, it's also, like, some guys, like, guys I've dated are, like, embarrassed about what I'm writing about. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, oh, like, it's almost like, oh, like, a wifey, like, isn't writing about sex on the internet kind of thing mm-hmm. um which is good because I don't want to date yeah, like I don't <laughs> want to date like guys like that anyway probably right but well, I was gonna say it, it must be a good way to weed out the losers 100% it's yeah that's why like I'm very with dating in general I'm very like I say all the like bad things about me because I'm like okay like I don't drink like I'm basically vegan like I write about sex like I show my ass on the internet sometimes like 
if any of this bothers you, like, take it or leave it. Time here. It's almost yeah. too much. Like, my friends make fun of me. They're like, actually, like, what? But I mean, <laughs> no, it's smart. It's who you are. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't need to apologize for it. They need yeah. to know. They're going to learn sooner or later. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the second thing, like, which I mean, most people probably know, but like, writers make no money. So, like, if you're trying to go in this industry, uh, be forewarned. Um, which is actually why I don't like, I don't work in a magazine full time anymore. And like I said, I kind of transitioned more into like corporate writing because I like being able to pay my bills. So Mm -hmm. that's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. The little things. Yeah. I'm bougie. So, yeah. So aside from all the sex and relationship advice that you give, you also post the most delicious looking vegan food and you're like the vegan queen of LA. Oh Literally. <laughs> um, so how did you like start being vegan and can you tell us like where do you find all these amazing meals and like how to cook them and stuff um okay so I started being vegan because I was really poor when I lived in New York and I was working <laughs> in a magazine and I didn't even now I don't really call myself vegan 100% just because like I don't know I feel like when you put that label on it people start like being like, well, like, why are you wearing a leather hat? Or like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, okay, like, simmer down. Um, <laughs> so I, in New York, I decided to stop eating meat in the house because I was like, that's just one less thing I have to spend money on. Mm-hmm. Um, but if my boss ordered pizza to the office, I would eat it because I'm like, it's free food and I beggars can't be choosers. Right. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And I started noticing that I felt better. Like my skin cleared up. My I stopped having stomach aches in the morning. Um, I worried way less about what I eat. Like actually since going vegan, I have a way healthier relationship with food. Like I kind of just eat what I want. Obviously I don't eat animal products, but like, I'm not like, Oh, like, should I have a burger? Like, am I going to feel guilty about it? Like, I don't really, it's like made me have a healthier relationship with food weirdly. So yeah, yeah. we actually had a listener question that, um, cause you do a lot of meal prepping. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked, how can someone who wants to start meal prepping avoid crossing into um, orthorexia? Okay. Which yeah. is like that obsession with healthy food and feeling that some things are dangerous and it can just, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. I've, some of my sisters have kind of dealt with that actually. So like I've seen it firsthand. Um, mm-hmm. First off, like I never look at the only label I ever look at basically with food is I look at the ingredients because first off, I'm avoiding Mm -hmm. dairy and meat and stuff. But also I try to just eat whole foods mostly. So like usually if there's an ingredient list, I don't really want it unless it's like, you know, whatever. Um, So I never look at calories. I never look at any of that stuff. Like obviously I used to. I feel like every girl had a phase where they were like my fitness pal. Like let me track my Mm -hmm. bars, whatever. So, um, (laughs) So I don't look at labels with anything. And I just focus on trying to eat whole foods. I mean, I know that's, like, really basic. And everyone's like, okay, thanks for the tip. Like, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> you sort of, like, <laughs> take the pressure off and don't worry so much about the calories and, like, what it all means. You kind of just, like, eat what makes you feel good. Yeah. And, like, when I look at it like that and I've noticed it firsthand because, like, people will be like, oh, don't you miss cheese? And actually, I'm mostly gluten-free, like, in my house. Like, when I go out, I'll eat whatever. Mm-hmm. But in the house, like, I don't buy gluten and stuff. So people are like, mm-hmm. oh, don't you miss this? Don't you miss this? And I'm like, no, because then when I do eat it, I feel like shit. And I'm aware of how mm-hmm. it makes me feel instead of being like, oh, you're not going to eat this because, like, you don't want to look fat or, like, something stupid. So I think, right. like – learning to listen to my body instead of my brain when it comes to food like helps me a lot I guess that's a good tip yeah I was gonna say that seems to have crossed over into your mental health too and like you just have an overall better like more relaxed mindset yeah a hundred percent it's like it's weird because it sounds more restricting obviously but for me it's way less restricting because I think I still buy into that like not it's not true but like you know like people are like oh it's vegan so it's healthy like that's kind of I still mm-hmm. feel like that sometimes uh, there's so many unhealthy vegan foods yeah I know <laughs> but I'm like oh like it's a cupcake but like it's vegan so like I should get it because like I'm <laughs> it's fine so. I'm <laughs> yeah because one of our listeners did ask have you like what was sorry did you feel a difference in your mental health since going vegan or pseudo vegan <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would say yes. It's obviously hard because like a lot of other things have changed since I started going vegan too. Like I have a better financial situation. Like I feel like I go to therapy now. Like you know, there are a lot of well, and being in LA, there's a lot of options too for you. Yes, that's actually like I think if I was still in New York, I would probably be like less vegan. Like Mm -hmm. I know it's not really a thing, but you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. Whereas here, it's like 
I eat vegan probably like 99% of the time just because it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, One of my good friends is vegan. And whenever we go to a restaurant, she either like has to eat beforehand or we have to like call ahead and like say, do you have, and they usually like will end up having like a special menu that you have to ask for. And like, they have to be like prepared in advance. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like when I was traveling like full time kind of and I was like based in D.C., I think I lost a lot of weight because I love going out to eat. Like Mm -hmm. I love cooking. I love going out to eat. I love like all food things basically. (laughs) So but like there weren't a lot of options going out to eat in D.C. So I think I just ate at home a lot. And I like wasn't I was going, you know, you sometimes go through phases where you're not that into food. You're like, oh, like I just need to eat. Yeah whatever so I was in a phase like that and I think I lost a lot of weight because I was just like over it and then I moved to LA and like there's so much amazing vegan food all the time I know your Instagram looks so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like it's a lot better here yum all right well again every time we record (laughs) with people I'm like ooh. (laughs) yeah we always record like I mean it's around dinner time like our time um in New York and Sarah's in Vermont and I'm always like hmm okay so now what am I gonna cook yeah (laughs) yeah right so I guess we're kind of like wrapping up here. So lastly, can you tell our listeners like where they can find you and your work and then tell us if there's any projects that you have um, on the horizon that you want to plug? And, you know, if you have any links or anything, we're happy to share stuff on our social as well. Cool. Yeah. So my main social platform is definitely Instagram. Um, so you can definitely find me on there. I try to respond to all my comments um, and some of the DMs. <laughs> um, and I am also on my blog, which I really need to change the name, but it's I'll give you guys the link. I need to change it just to my regular name because I made it before I was vegan. Um, oh. Anyway, wait, I'm because it's locks and leather. It's right? locks and leather, which like is so <laughs> nobody's really said anything. Honestly, I never sure. put it together. Yeah. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, but for me, I'm like okay, like this is really stupid but whatever anyways it's like a pain in the ass to switch your like url and your Mm -hmm. seo whatever we're not there yet um anyways and projects on the horizon um i'm working with my friend over at countier magazine to do a dating advice column um Mm -hmm. so like once a month i'll be answering uh reader questions so like if you have more questions for me you want to check that out um and clearly you're perfect for it (laughs) yeah I'm excited it's like and they have more of a male reader base which I've always wanted to kind of write for so it should be cool um otherwise I'm trying to work on my first book like now that (gasps) we're staying uh but we'll see because I was supposed to like do a lot this week and I didn't so (laughs) we'll see how that goes um but yeah I'm like always around so yeah hit her up (laughs) Yeah, um, that's so exciting I can't wait to get your book uh yeah I'm excited hopefully I can find someone to publish it but I should probably write some of it first so that's a good, that's a good step well good I'm up. excited for you to educate these men me because uh, they need it yeah I'm trying to do it from like this perspective instead of like yeah. in my personal dating life I'm done training men so yeah. <laughs> I love it. and you're gonna get paid for it so yes oh always oh, plus Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. And I learned a lot. And I know our listeners are going to learn a lot. Yay. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Of course. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Meet My Mutual. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And be sure to tell your friends about us. We welcome you to connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Meet My Mutual. Thank you so much for the support. We'll see you next time on Meet My Mutual.